All right, her time for the latest installment in our Road to Qatar series. Today, Sam Borden sits down for a one-on-one -on -one chat with Paul Ariola, the 27-year-old that just made the move from D.C. United to FC Dallas and, of course, is part of the call-up for this big game, USA-Mexico, on Thursday. Here they are, Paul and Sam. Let's listen in. Akinola leaves it. He got the shout from Ariola. And Paul Ariola. Ariola's sixth international goal. Return for Ariola's going to get it for McKinney. Ariola scores. There it is. Aaron tries to get up for Ariola, and he did. Ariola's attempt is in off the post. Paul Ariola, third goal in two international matches since his return from the torn ACL. One of my biggest motives um, becoming a professional soccer player was uh, the rivalry between the U.S. and Mexico. Um, in school, uh, it was always, you know, the Latinos playing against the non-Latinos in, in soccer. Um, and even then, it was a rivalry. What comes to your mind when you think about USA-Mexico? You know, I was at a under-14 camp. Um, I don't even know what year it was, but it was a Gold Cup final, U.S. versus Mexico. Uh, and we were all up there with uh, our U.S. polos on. And every time Mexico scored, we would get beer thrown on us. We were 13-year-old kids, and, and these people were showing such passion that they were willing to throw beer on kids. But it still drives me to, to today to, to always want to win against them because, uh, you know, I carry that extra edge uh, and that, that, that experience that, that I experienced. How would you describe, for people who don't really know what it's like, you know, growing up in an area where you're able to go back and forth across the border as easily as you can? Growing up in, in, in San Diego, um, you know, there, there's so many Latinos um, and it, it's such a huge Hispanic um, culture that uh, without realizing it, I, I was... I was kind of engulfed with the Mexican culture. Um, even though I didn't speak Spanish, I, d I really never went to Mexico. Most of my friends um, you know, were Mexican, Mexican-American. Uh, some of my friends crossed the border every day to come to school. Uh, and those are things that, looking back on it, uh, it's so special and so unique, and it's obviously made me the man I am today. So with that as the backdrop, when you have to make a decision about the Galaxy or Tijuana, what was that decision like for you, and how did you go about making it? I'm from Chula Vista, which is, like I said, very close to Tijuana. So in, in a sense, it was my home team, uh, which, which I ended up being, being very proud to, to represent. Bruce Arena did me the biggest favor of my career, um, and he was the coach at, at the Galaxy. And one day, um, we were in preseason in Santa Barbara, I'll never forget. And he called a meeting with me, and I, and I, and I went up to him. And he said, Paul, he said, you know, we'll sign you. Uh, because we know this is your dream and, and you want to be a professional and, and we think you have the capability to be a professional. Um, but I don't think that you'll, uh, you'll, you'll impact this team in the next couple of years. And I said, okay, thank you. And that was really uh, all I needed to know. Um, and, and then full circle, he, a couple years later, he ended up being my national team coach. Uh, and we shared a couple laughs about that. What was the point where you felt as though you were first on the radar for the national team, for the senior national team? I believe it was the it was a uh, camp leading into the Copa America, uh, where 
I believe it was the MLS guys were still in season and the Europeans had just finished and they needed a little bit of break and so Jurgen wanted to call up uh, some guys that he thought uh, deserved a, a chance to, to, to be looked at. Um, and so we ended up in Florida. Um, luckily I was with one of my teammates from Tijuana so we were very, I was very comfortable um, and it was actually an, an amazing experience. Uh, it was a very relaxed camp. Uh, Jurgen was encouraging us to, to enjoy our time after training just to relax enjoy we were in Miami um, and, it, and, it, and it made it 10 times easier for me to kind of be thrown in but not be thrown in you know into the fire it was more of a embracing period and, and time just to show and have fun um, it, it really helped me out um, and yeah had a great camp. What do you remember about sort of the emotion you felt the first time you actually got to play in a game for the national team? Yeah, the first time I played uh, for the national team was, was that camp in, in Puerto Rico. I remember the day before flying down to Puerto Rico. Uh, <laughs> I remember uh, Jurgen pulling me aside and saying, hey, um, you know, have you ever played forward? And I said, well, I, you know, when I was younger, I used to play forward. And uh, he goes, okay, well, I'm thinking I'm going to start you up top with Bobby Wood. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I'm, well, I've played winger, I've played right mid, uh, I've played a little bit of wing back, you know, I, 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 yeah, of course I could play forward. Um, and I was super excited. Again, I had no real expectation to play. I was just thankful to be there and, and obviously pushing and, and, and wanting to play. But I, I really went in with, with no high expectations. Um, and for him to be able to tell me that I was going to start, uh, it, it was special, especially in a friendly like that. I ended up scoring and, and getting an assist from, from half field that Bobby Wood just dribbled uh, around the whole team and, and scored. So it was, a, it was a definitely a special moment. You've obviously, we were talking about your scar before, you've had to deal with some injuries. I, I wonder sometimes, like, particularly for like a serious injury where you're, you're missing basically like an entire season, what's that like from like a mental health perspective for an athlete who's so used to be able to go out and do these things all of a sudden not be able to do that thing that you know is what he does absolutely it was um, extremely difficult going through the first couple of months um, of my of my ACL rehab um, you know I, I quickly learned that in order to come back you have to change your perspective um, and I had to change my perspective about uh, what really mattered in that moment and and so after surgery it wasn't it wasn't about touching a ball it wasn't about running fast. It was just about being able to unlock my brace. It was just about being able to walk upstairs. It was, it was about being able to walk without crutches. Um, and, I, and I really tried to focus on, on the short goals. It was extremely hard. It was, it was hard for, for me. It was hard for my family. It was hard for um, you know, everyone. And of course, the question is always, can he come back? Um, because there's a lot of people that, that come back uh, you know, differently, not the same type of uh, player. Uh, or person and, and so for me I really try to make it a goal uh, to just focus on focus on myself focus on each and every step um, and, and now really I'm just focused on you know staying healthy and trying to help uh, team the team win games. Was there an element of knowing that this qualifying cycle was sort of out there and like you know something to chase or something to, to dream about as you're going through that hard recovery? Yeah absolutely I was coming off a, a, a great year with the national team where I found myself in most of the camps and playing in most of the games and so immediately um, 
you know, when, when I go down and I find out that I did my ACL immediately, I, I don't, I don't just think about, you know, my club. I think about the national team. I think about my importance, um, you know, to the team and, and how can I get back to that as soon as possible. And it was 100% a motive for me, uh, to get back stronger than, than I was before. All right, Herc, there we have it, the one-on-one. Sam Borden, Paul Ariola. your thoughts on what Paul had to say? Listen, I'm a Paul Ariola fan. I, I enjoy watching him grow. I've seen him <laughs> literally since he was seven years old. I uh, got the opportunity to coach him in a camp when I was 19 myself, and I've gotten to see him kind of grow and to become this player now. Very much a <clears throat> hotbed topic, one of these fringe players that divides the fan base, but he keeps mm-hmm. working, and you saw that. And ACL can do a lot of players in, and he wasn't having that. So I would not be surprised, Herc, if we saw Paul Ariola in the starting lineup on Thursday night at the Azteca, right? He's got the Azteca familiarity. He was on the field in 2017 when they got the 1-1 draw as part of the qualifying cycle there. He's obviously played there a lot uh, in his days with Cholos and Liga Mekis. Yeah. We know he's a Greg Berhalter favorite. We've seen Greg Berhalter mm-hmm. go with him as a starter before, and it lets you maybe with a player like Tim Weah or in the case of a Gio Reyna, whose minutes you might want to watch, bring them on for that super sub role. So, ojo, huh? Just don't anybody – I know it wasn't in year 11. It's but not crazy. You know, it's of all the things I've said on this show, right? It's not the craziest. 